0: In 1992, DC Comics did what many thought was impossible. After a wedding plotline was put on hold thanks to Lois and Clark, at a DC Summit '91, Jerry Ordway made his often joke that maybe they should kill the Man of Steel. but well, this time apparently nobody laughed. So began one of the most hyped events in comics at the time. The news media soon picked up on the news that comic fans around the world would witness the death of Superman. In 30 years on. It's less shocking than it was at the time. Spoiler alert, he does return in one incarnation or another and is still flying high today. But for fans of that era, much like the following year's Nightfall story that saw Batman have his back broken by Bane, it was nothing short of groundbreaking. And on this show, I'm thrilled to be joined by two returning guests from our previous Art of Superman episode, both comic aficionados and super fans of the Man of Steel. So I'm thrilled to welcome back Stuart Mulrain and Dennis Whittle. Hello, 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 good both
1: evening, gents. Are you well? I am absolutely <laughs> fabulous. No, I'm <laughs> not. I'm absolutely average.
0: That's good. <laughs> that's that's pretty good going in the in the current climate.
1: <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> was going to say. say, are you overwhelmed?
2: No, I'm just
0: whelmed. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're on the sexiest podcast going, recording well, at this time slot this evening.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? I think, you know, there aren't, there aren't many no. that can hold a candle to the uh, six minutes past eight on a Monday night <laughs> podcast club. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Se- sexy host. I had dreams, you know. I did. <laughs> that was your first
1: mistake. Yeah. yeah. Don't have dreams. I,
0: don't.
1: I have dreams to have a dream, to, you know, to have a dream, so.
0: Yeah. Hey ho. I have a dream, but fortunately, they're not like the kind of dreams that the, uh, the Tory Home Secretary has <laughs> about God, annihilating no. human beings. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's one thing I cling on to. At least I'm a human. So uh, Speaking yeah. of evil monsters who destroy everything in their path. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a long time since you were both on the show, actually. It's probably, what, it must be at least 12, 18 months ago, I think. that you. Yeah, were on. I think it might have been, yeah. Yeah. And, Who did we um, talk about then? I can't remember. I think it might have been Superman again. But uh <laughs> you know, he hadn't he hadn't died at that point, I don't no. think. I think we were we were ahead of the, the game on that one a little bit. Let's just dive straight in then, because I don't want to talk about current affairs because I like to try and keep the podcast quite positive. <laughs> it's like <laughs> ain't gonna fucking work, is it? <laughs> Death of Superman. 30 years this year since the death of Superman. Can you believe that for a start?
2: Uh, and, no, not really. But then I still think when people are like 30 years ago, I'm like, what, like the 60s? Yeah. It makes me feel old. I know.
0: I do that. When people say like, oh, you know, about like 30 years ago, and I, I immediately go back to the 70s and think, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, hang on a minute, you know. And then you start counting and then you stop counting because you then <laughs> realise that <laughs> That's not um, that's not good, is it? You know, it's,
1: it's like when What's you it? have to put your um, date of birth into um, subscribing to something, <gasps> going further and oh, further. Five, you have to
0: scroll down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! RSI just from <laughs> <laughs> well, is... you're you're. I'm surprised you even have yours on. were not you? you so like eighteen something. Yay, now then. I probably am the oldest of the bunch, aren't I? Even though I don't look it, obviously, with my boyish good look and charm. Oh, how old are you? I can't tell you that. Well let's just say I'm not fifty
2: yet. Uh, I mean to be fair, I'm a Highlander, so Stuart <laughs> McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Exactly. There can be yeah. only one, thank fuck. I'm just the devil. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm fifty next year, if you can believe that.
1: You're not fifty.
0: I am. Oh man. You know what? To yeah, look I'm... at you,
1: you wouldn't you wouldn't think you
0: were day over
1: forty nine and a half. Do you know
0: what? What I've not even had my midlife crisis yet. Which is a bit disappointing. Oh,
1: yeah, apparently I bought a midlife crisis car, but yeah, move on from that. I think my whole life has been a midlife crisis. Because...
0: <laughs> yeah, I probably had it when I was about twelve or something. You know, I was always a worrier as a kid.
2: <laughs> I think yes. once I started buying shit from my youth on eBay, yeah. I think that was my version of it.
0: I think I peaked around four, and that was it. Downhill since then. <laughs> I tell you, the great thing about getting older, though you do give less of a shit about stuff. Yeah. Because I always remember my mum used to say that. She's like, look, look you know, you worry about stuff now. As you get older, you'll worry a bit less about it. You'll worry about other stuff, but you won't care about the stuff that bothers you today. And it's, it's right, you know, a lot of stuff does bother me. A lot of stuff does worry me, but not the little stuff that used to, you know. I know about th- And you see other people a bit younger and they're stressed about the same kinds of things. And you're kind of thinking, ain't going to mean fuck all. In a few years, kid, won't worry about it. You know. Yeah. It's,
1: well my uh, New Year's resolution was to say fuck you more. Me? And um no, just <laughs> anyone. And um my um, yeah, You don't have to keep leaving that in a
2: voice message to me.
1: <laughs> well that's what that's, that is exactly what Sarah said. How would we know any different? Exactly. exactly. So you know. I don't yeah. It is it is one of those things you're getting older. Apart from blue rinsing in your testicles. That is that is one of the things you look forward to. Is you know not giving a shit.
0: That's true. That's true. Until you've got to go and something looked at. And explain that one away.
1: Well. Anyway, I, I, I just go because I'll, he's got very gentle hands. <laughs> I'm... It's nice to receive a
2: tender touch. Yes,
1: I am am so healthy. I just go, anyway, Dennis, this is the third time this month. Doctor, I I think there's something wrong.
0: Do you know what, then? Get it while it's free, mate. Because once you start charging you to have your bollocks fed at the doctor's, that'll be it. You know, you'll you'll miss it when you can't have it. Anyway, 30 years since the death of Superman. Incredible. Absolutely bonkers stuff. Um. I'm demanding a recount because I don't think it can be true. <laughs> but you know, I look back and it really was 1992, and it really was three decades ago, which is like just <laughs> shocking. So where were you two? Where, where I've got very strong memories of this um, because I kind of fall into my my second cycle of of being a comics fan at the time. Because um, you know, you go in and you go out, and you go in and you go out again, don't you? I think that's natural. I don't know many comics fans that have stuck with it at the same intensity through their entire lives not of our age um, and this was one of those when I was back on or back on the game again you know on well, the game we were I was I was back on my <laughs> comics game shall I say or on the game which is why I could afford them I think so I I quite remember the whole thing and the hype around it and you know it was a it was an incredibly strange time in my life as well because I had a, a kind of big personal event in 92 when my mum died. So this was kind of a few months later and it was all very, you know, it all seemed very relevant at the time, losing somebody that you'd grown up with. So it does have that special place for me. But for you two kind of guys, I mean, how old were you? Do, do you remember it the first time round? I was on holiday
2: in uh, one of the Spanish islands, can't remember which. Um and I remember reading a piece in the paper that he died and thinking, oh, that's a shame, but not really. Mm. It didn't mean anything to me. It was more the return of Superman, which we'll come on to probably a little bit later, that got me into comics. And then I went back from Superman 82, went back and started reading the whole arc then. Um But yeah, that was it for me. So I remember it happening. I remember the media storm around it because it was fucking big. You, you don't get comics reported like that anymore. No. Um. And yeah, so, and I was like, oh, that's a shame, but it didn't particularly interest me. I was more interested in how they brought him back from the dead. That's what really got me excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was an older main news channel sort of stuff, wasn't it? You know, it was taken very seriously. Yeah. Um, what about you, then? I mean, what was, what's your memories of it?
1: Um, 15 and being kind of the can't kill Superman, that yeah. kind of thing. Um i I was probably really, really into collecting at the time, going to comet marts and stuff, so it was the conversation when you're waiting to go in about about Superman um i I always remember thinking, I can't afford all these issues, <laughs> what yeah. am I gonna do
3: um
1: but you know following the like the triangle numbers and things and the build up to it um i just i i yeah, it was it was shocking because it was everywhere. I, you know, it's the only time that like myself and family have kind of sat down and it was on the news that Superman is is dead. And it was like, mm. you know, for a second, I was validated by the fact that look, I collect comics and other people care as well. Um, that lasted about what four minutes, um, but it was um, I just remember because it was cause it was weird, wasn't it? Because you had you had Death of Superman and Nightfall yeah kind of within like six months of each other yeah. might even be less than that so with within the space of a year both my favorite characters weren't around mm-hmm. in in the, in the form that you know that I always read so it was it was a bit strange that but i think the death that superman dying for a 15 year old when superman was really really important to him it was quite it, it kind of dominated all conversations mm.
0: Yeah, it, it was a very brave move when you think about DC at the time, because i mean, I know in one sense they were kind of flagging a little bit, and you know, part of it was they needed to rejuvenate sales and things and get interest. And Superman's always been one of those strange characters, hasn't he? That he's kind of—he's either been relevant or less relevant, but always a real power player. I think we talked about this in the last episode, mm, and yeah, but to, even with that, you know, even when things maybe are dipping a little bit sales-wise, to to actually agree that they're going to kill him, and then you know they subsequently put the, the comics on hold, you know the Superman line on hold, and that's that's a pretty ballsy move for anyone. That you know you're kind of going all in on one issue, and then who knows how it's how it's kind of uh, accepted, isn't it?
1: I'm not sure they will do it today. No, I'm not sure any of the big the the big companies would do something like that. because it was like what just over twelve months with no Superman. Well, no, Clark Kent. Um and back then, because we didn't have the internet like we do now and all the spoilers mm. and this and the other, when they said that he's dead, to me he was dead.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, it wasn't like, oh, he's gonna be back in six months, or he's gonna be back in you know, as a number one in a few in a few months time like it is now. like a revolving door of death superheroes, isn't it?
3: Mm.
1: And to to kill you know like you said, one of the biggest Um, characters in comics, I think it was quite ballsy. Mm. And needed, though. I think it needed it as well.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a really exciting time in
2: Superman. They built that team of writers with the Super Summits and that they built this really nice interconnected world where small characters in one comic played a bigger part a couple of issues later in so if they had a small part in say Man of Steel, they had a bigger part in Action Comics a couple of weeks later. Mm. that sort of thing, they built this whole interconnected world. I don't think Superman had ever been bit better at that than it was at that point ironically um it it, it almost felt like a soap opera the way it was written. yeah, is that you know everything was plotted out for the year to the point where they were building up this wedding. then obviously, like you said in the introduction, Lois and Clark was happening, and they wanted the wedding to happen at the same time or after they did it on t v Ironically, not the worst thing. Dean Cain's responsible for Superman, but um, yeah. um, So you know, like you say, they were just like, "Fuck it, let's just kill him."
0: (laughs) And when when you look at that team as well, that were on it, you know, Roger Stern, Louis Simmonson, Dan Jergens, Jerry Ordway, you know, on the writing side of it, and then I always get this name wrong, so I do apologise. John Bogdanov. Bogdanov. That's Bog, yeah. Dan Jurgens again and Brett Breeding. I mean, well, they... Mike Carlin leading it. True, yeah, yeah. Um... A
2: Superman editor back when an editor on a Superman book actually meant something. Yeah. No yeah. offense to the editors now, but it's very rare that anybody's like, "Oh yeah," and the editor is, you know, Mike Carlin was as much of a superstar player as the mm. artists and the writers involved.
3: Mm.
2: And to shepherd all four of those books, eventually five when it became Man of Tomorrow as well, I think he left around that time. That, that one started, but to shepherd that all that through, yeah, and deal with all those teams and creative people that's something that you know is easily overlooked, I think,
0: yeah, yeah, and you know again, if you look at the context of the time, you know vertigo was hot at the time, you know things are becoming a little bit more um split between the kind of the 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 tights and capes and the the more adult kind of lines within the vertical world and. You know, it's, it was it was brave because they could have they could have killed Superman and then never been able to really bring him back with any great gusto. You know, it yeah. could have it could have landed quite flatly if you pardon the pun. Well, um, I think
2: the problem was, and they critique it in the book, is that people had started taking Superman for granted. So you have got the character of Mitchell Anderson mm-hmm. in this, who's the you know snotty little fucking kid with his heavy metal T-shirt on, who's a you know, talks back to his mum. Who's fucking like a single parent, trying to do her best in that, and he's into Guy Gardner because you know Guy Gardner's cool and all that. But you know, then he becomes like a big Superman fan. There's an episode of the All Star Superpod where they talk to Dan Jurgens and apparently Mitchell Anderson's going to play a big part in that um, 30th anniversary one that's coming out, right? Or will it be out by the time this episode comes out? Um, but yeah, that was there sort of within the world of Superman sort of critique of the people that are like, Superman's boring, man. He's just a big blue boy scout.
3: Yeah,
2: And then, you know, they showed the importance of Superman where he's got that moment where he's got Doomsday in the air and he's got the choice of, you know, taking out Doomsday while he's got the advantage of him being in the air or going back and saving Mitch and his family because the rest of the JLA are incapacitated. Mm. And that's fucking Superman. That's, you know, he has to make those tough choices but he will yeah. always do the right thing in the end. He will save the one, and you know, deal with anything the fallout like, from it afterwards.
0: Yeah. So, from your perspective, then, as a fifteen-year-old, I mean, did you believe that they were going to actually kill him, or did you think? You, yeah. No, I, 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 I believe because everything around
1: it seemed so final. You know, the, the news covered it. You yeah. know, you know, BBC News covered the death of Superman um it just so happened that on the day that they did it absolutely nothing else happened in the world so it was like top news everywhere um so yeah there, were, there was this kind of um i wouldn't say mourning kind of period but it was this is kind of like what happens now
3: mm.
1: and and the fact that the next lot of books were not superman books mm. and you know you had the funeral for a friend and you had you know the, the kind of trilogy it was like oh hang on a minute Maybe, maybe, maybe this is it. And it, and it, and what Stuart was saying then about, um, people just taking it for granted and whatever. It's, it's, it's like when, you know, Kingdom come, Superman comes back to that to show this is like, how you're a hero. Similar mm. sort of thing, you know, it's a way of making people stand up and say, this is Superman. You know, he might not be Punisher, he might not be as, as Bats, whatever, but you want him on your side if things got tits up. mm Hmm. Yeah, I thought he was dead.
2: I thought that was it. I did as well because even with, even though I wasn't particularly into comics then, I knew that the only people that have ever stayed dead, you know, they obviously they'd done things in like the Silver Age where you know Superman had died with quotation marks, but he was back by the end of the issue, kind of thing. So it was never really a death of Superman kind of thing, Mm. and it was from that era where you didn't believe anything you saw on the cover of a comic anyway. Mm. Um, You were lucky if Superman being on the cover meant he was in the book, Um, but. Yeah, I mean, everything you knew about comics was Bruce Wayne's parents dead, stayed dead. Um, Uncle Ben dead, stayed dead. So Superman dying genuinely felt like because it it was. Un- it's difficult to think of it now because mm. every fucking year there's a oh we're killing Captain America this year, we're killing Doctor Strange this year, we're killing whoever. Mm. Um, and you know, we know we're, we're cynical enough now to know that they're all coming back eventually.
0: Yeah, and it's um, like when you go back only a few years earlier when, you know, the the whole Jason Todd yep. storyline, you know, Death in the Family, where again, you know, they they killed him and he stayed dead. And, you know, and arguably, that stuck for years. Yeah, well, and it should have done. You know, it should I mean, have done, It's yeah, one yeah, of the things that still really mm-hmm. pisses me off about these. Yeah, all because
2: of a bluff in the book, Hush. Fucking got people was, so excited yeah. that they were like, let's bring him back properly.
0: Yeah, that was an incredibly powerful storyline that, they stuck with and power to them. So when they said that they were going to kill Superman, I because I, I was all in on bats at the time, and I was just yeah. thinking, they're going to do this. And then they said that, you know, when you could see, because I used to have to order through um, Forbidden Planet, other comic shops available online, and not online. I you know, used to get like a, they'd mail me out a list and I used to tick and post it back to them. Do you know what I mean? This is what it was like, kids. And um, there was no Superman titles. After seventy five, it was it was mad. It was like it was like
2: yeah, they ceased wow. publication for a while. I yeah, it. it was
0: like, and that was really really sh- I wish they'd kept one of those because it was crazy. Like this big gap where you know all the Superman stuff. So, so Whatever, it, it's just absolutely crazy. So let's talk about the um, the four issues then, because it's it's basically three arcs, isn't it? Like you said, you know, you've got death of Superman. Um, which ran over four issues, a little bit either seven. side, obviously, seven in total. But the main Death of Superman arc is, is around kind of, you know, those four countdown issues that everybody thinks about. Yeah. Then you got Funeral for a Friend, which ran for about, was it about six months, I think? Yeah, in, it was about 12 time. issues. Yeah. And then Reign of Superman, which is, again, was a bit shorter. Was that about five months or something before?
2: Yeah, I think it was about a year in Totally Stayed Dead, wasn't it? Yeah, So yeah. With with the gap, then leading into funeral. Or did they do funeral then take the gap? I can't remember where the gap came. Now, um, no, it was the death, wasn't it? And then they did funeral a few months later. Then they might have taken a gap again at the end of funeral. I honestly can't remember. No, I, I think I, th- I
1: think it ran for what is it? It was twelve twelve months and two weeks or something silly. So like, yeah, um, <laughs> before they brought him back.
0: Um, yeah, but no. and obviously. You know, like if we look at those those four core issues of of death of them, just a fantastic story. I mean, it's proper when you read it now. I read it again, obviously for this podcast. Proper hardcore, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's don't fuck about. There are people dying. There are, but you know, I mean, Doomsday is just it. It just doesn't give a shit. They didn't. Pull, they didn't pull any punches when you read it. You know, there's some serious damage done through those yeah. those four issues.
2: Even in how they set it up, because obviously the trade paperback collects the seven issues, starting in Man of Steel then Justice League, then into the rotating through the force. Even in how they set it up with that first Man of Steel issue where Doomsday finally breaks free Mm. and you've got Superman on a fairly small thing where he's um, Lois gets kidnapped by the Underworlders.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, you know, his relationship with that little boy and all that stuff, and then in the JLA episode where he's, issue where he's given the interview with Cat Grant, and he's talking about what it means to be a hero, and that they've set it up beautifully. Mm. Um, so you you know you feel the sacrifice that not just he's making, but the JLA are making it. Well. The bit in that JLA issue where a uh, Blue Beetle just gets fucking pummeled. Yeah, you you feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it took me years to find out who Bloodwind actually was. <laughs> trying to find the JLA issues that solve
0: that. But it was. I mean, it, it, it hits the ground running as well, doesn't it? You yeah. know, Is it like, you know, basically, if I remember rightly, Dan, is it Doomsday, like, the first thing he does when he kind of breaks out is he snaps the neck of a deer or something. No, he crushes a bird. He kills a bird. Kills a bird, kills well, a bird kills that's a bird. it. Yeah. I know there's something where you think, fucking hell. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, this... it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's a close-up as well. Just one panel with him crushing the bird. So. Yeah,
0: it, it is. It's like I say. It's pretty hardcore, isn't it? If you if you were thinking before that point that this was just going to be like you say another kind of you know Silver Age wacky story that it isn't that absolutely not that from the start, is it? You know, and um, I don't know what what's you have you guys read it recently then? Obviously, yeah, I this.
2: reread it for this. It's one of those ones I sort of dip in and out of, but yeah, I did reread it for this.
0: What about yourself, Ben?
1: Yeah, I read it at least once a year. Really. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think yeah. it's it's modern day, modern day kind of creators. The Superman stuff could learn a lot from that because, like you're saying, the editor let the creative team be creative, yeah, um, and let them have those moments with like Blue Beetle and the Bird and lots of other little things. Like the way the way Doomsday just you know minces the Justice League. You, you'd not seen that before. Mm. I know, I know they're the Justice League, but not the Justice League. You know what I mean? But- See,
2: I like that. That was my problem with that animated movie. I say it in the episode about why not I did is that I liked it that it was like the B list Justice Leaguers, mm. not Wonder Woman, Batman, because I mean Batman had no place being there anyway. No, um, no, and Green Lantern that because it just it takes some of the shine away from Superman sacrifice if you've got all these other heavy hitters for me, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but you,
2: it's, you believe these
1: characters couldn't match up to Doomsday. But they have a go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you're right, and that, and that shows that, like, even Guy Gardner and people are, who I'm not particularly fond of putting themselves on the line knowing that they probably couldn't stop him. Yeah. um, And, uh, yeah, and you're right, that's kind of, it, it. it sums up kind of what the, Heroes and stuff are supposed to be putting themselves on the line, even though they know that this isn't going to perhaps go well.
3: Mm.
1: Um, but no, I think I think the the run up to it it's it is I think it's really clever. At the end of every issue, you kind of just want to read the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's a, a page turner, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they leave you, and it's the, the build up to it as well. Up until you know the 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 last, the, the, you know, the actual coming together in, in Metropolis. You know, a little bit of you know. A little bit of give and take, a little bit of that, and then straight into kind of mm. the um, main event, shall we say?
3: Yeah,
2: and I, I love the thing. I know it gets shit on a lot that the whole reason Doomsday's heading towards um, Metropolis is because he sees that ad for a fight on the telly.
0: Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, um, <laughs> commercial. Yeah,
2: everybody shits on that. I really like it because it makes sense what Doomsday is. Doomsday is just looking to fight and destroy. Yeah. So of course he'd be, and I. Um, I also like that the, one of the first trucks he destroys also looks like Optimus Prime. I just wanted to throw that <laughs> side thing in there. <laughs> I don't know if that was a little deliberate side thing, but yeah, it's like he smashes the shit out of a truck that looks like Optimus Prime.
0: I mean, it's I, I love the fact that the way they build up to Doomsday just being virtually unstoppable. Yeah. You know, there's that great panel, isn't there, where he's, he's just basically walking through the trees and... It's like you can see through a tree that he's gone through. He's getting and he's just marching relentlessly, isn't he? You know, yeah. he's just just onwards. And it's like you think, fucking hell, okay, no. you know. Um, the fact he
2: takes down Blue Beetle ship just by throwing a bit of fucking tree at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the design of Doomsday. What do you think? Of, what do you think of it? Like just just off topic slightly, because I, I've read somewhere that it was um, didn't they give the creators like a few minutes to just come up with the design.
2: It was Dan Jurgens. It was something he'd had in his back pocket, I think. Right. If I remember rightly, um, because he, he's the one who created Doomsday. Mm. Um, I like him less as you see more of him. I love him when he's in that, that green bio suit and he's got his just a few bones sticking out and one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. I love the narrative. I think he's a great looking thing once he is out as well. But There's just something, I don't know, you're imagining him, what he might actually look like under that for a long time. Mm. Before you actually see him, but yeah, it's yeah. beautifully designed thing. Wonderful to draw. You can spend he's, hours just
1: yeah. He's a walking weapon, isn't he? Yeah. You know, everything you look at him, is just you know sharp. And there's that panel where he's um, against the, the the Justice League. I think he's got Booster Gold in one hand and half the you know bit of the suits off his face. You can see his arm coming out, and the other the other bits. He's got his knees, so he's just showing the claws, the the yeah. spikes coming through the knees. He's you know, punching everybody away, and I, it just looks like you know. There's five members of the Justice League there, and they're really, all on that's the, floor. the
2: page I've got open.
1: <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think that so that that to me kind of you know that the odds of anyone surviving are going to be very low. Yeah,
2: yeah. In many ways, it's it's amazing Blue Beetle survives at all. You, yeah, and Booster Gold when he slams Booster Gold's head into a car door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, me and but. Again, it's it's sacrifice, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I, 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 you know, I I preferred this design. Like, if you look at kind of the modern modern day stuff for him, it's doesn't it doesn't have the same sort of flow to him. He doesn't seem to be the same character. It's right. just like it's a too bit, much, isn't it? I mean, I've always yeah.
2: felt that it was a huge mistake bringing Doomsday back. As much as I like what they did with like Superman Doomsday Hunter prey and that, I Doomsday served his purpose. There's no stakes in it anymore once. Once they, yeah. you know, essentially killed each other. Um, I mean, I love the bit where Cyborg Superman, jumping ahead a bit, where Cyborg Superman throws him into space and he's like, I can still hear him laughing. And I thought that was quite a nice haunting thing, but I didn't mm. want it, didn't see it as an indication that he was still alive kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like I say, he serves his purpose. The impact of this, uh, it just dilutes it a little bit, a bit like bringing Jason Todd back. mm. It's like, it dilutes the impact a little bit of...
0: Well, thankfully, they didn't dilute him as much as they did with Bane. So, you know. Who's (laughs) Bane? Yeah. Well, you don't hear much of him, really, to be fair, you know.
1: Yeah. It's like... uh, No one stays bad all the time anymore, unfortunately. Oh, it's just... Um,
0: Yeah, it's just so boring, but, you know.
1: I I what I like Hunter Hunter prey because it's it's like Superman facing his demons, isn't it? Yeah. It's the only thing he's still scared of. So I think as as a as a sequel and a companion piece, I think it nails it. But that's when it should have stopped. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's
1: got a really good ending to it. The, 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 is it three books? Two books? Three books? Yeah, three books. Uh, three books. You know, you cover everything in there. You've got you've got lovely typical nineties armor over Superman and things, and that's when it stopped. He's faced his demons. He's done what he needs to do. Move on. Yeah. us not yeah. just bring it back every couple of months.
2: Yeah, it could have been it was quite an interesting PTSD kind of story. I think in some ways it could have been more interesting if it was like Superman in his own mind. Mm. Not actually fighting the real doomsday, but fighting a mental I mean there's ways you could have done it. You could have brought in Hugo yeah. Strange or even Kryptonite based Scarecrow Fear Gas or something. Mm. Um like I say, I, got, I I do enjoy that story, like you say, for those reasons. It's just Doomsday served his purpose and it just weakens it the more you bring him back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So one of the things that obviously people at the time didn't quite cotton on to, and maybe it's because they were on a monthly, well, they were on the monthly side, but they were on a a kind of, was it every two weeks or something? It was weekly. It was weekly, yeah. Yeah, see my memories going. Um, But the the four-issue kind of countdown up to um, Superman 75 where the death takes place. Has that famous panel countdown now, doesn't it? Where issue, you know, the fourth issue out is four panels per page. Yep. It's three panels per page, and then two, and then you know, Superman seventy-five is is literally a, a you know a, a comic book of splash pages. It's the fight, the big fight, and I mean, again, I don't think anyone. Well, firstly, they couldn't do it now because everyone would go will seen that before. But what a what a great idea to build the tension, you know, to almost speed it up by, by kind of having boom, boom, boom as you get further and further and further into the story. Um what what when you look at that now, do you think it still works, that that technique? Do you think it still holds up?
2: Definitely, because I didn't even notice it the first few times I read it. Obviously mm. I noticed it but I didn't acknowledge it kind of thing. Yeah. Because I mean it's not subtle when you look at a page now you're like, yeah, that's three panels, that's two panels, that's one panel. Mm. Um but yeah, it just didn't really clip with me. I was so engrossed in it mm. that and the way they do the two panels in that, that's it's like a little side panel and then a big splash kind of panel. Um so it sort of prepares you for when you then get the one panels. That you don't really notice it so much, but yeah, I
1: thought that was genius. Yeah. Yeah uh, to the point I, where I didn't notice yeah. it until somebody pointed it out. <laughs> Yeah, I agree one hundred percent because it just—it just that engrossed in the actual story. I, I didn't re- realize until I think if somebody told me about it. I didn't actually notice at all because um, mm-hmm. it flows so well, and it is a big fight, and you want all, and, and the artwork is just phenomenal. Oh it? god, yeah. you know every yeah. bit of detail, every little bit in the background, every little thing is just is just spot on. So yeah, I I. I didn't even know. A, um, a, a friend told me that. Look, look, it's it's, it's a countdown thing. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's it? I mean, Jurgen's art is so fucking
2: great. Well, not just Jurgen's Brett reading as well, isn't it? But um, yeah, his art. I mean, it needs those one panel pages, yeah. especially when you get to like uh, Superman kissing Lois. The you know remember I'll always love you thing, and then now Doomsday gets his panel, and Superman just flying into. There's a couple that. You know, on repeat reading, don't necessarily hold up as well as they did at the time. Maybe, but mm. I think they're all going to like
1: Superman's. Just
2: you got um, Doomsday's ass in the fore you know, in the middle ground. Lois and Jimmy in the background, and then Superman's fist coming up out of the ground, mm. and just that heartbreaking one after he's fallen, where you've just got Jonathan and Martha Kent holding each other oh, on the telly. Yeah, mm. that's, that's fucking heartbreaking. And that one of Jimmy Olsen's ca- um, camera. Yeah. You've got the iconic punch, you know, Doomsday's head snapping back, Superman getting punched up in the air, and then you get it the two of them falling reflected in the lens of Jimmy mm. Olsen's camera. Mm. That's amazing. But like I say, that panel of um, Jonathan Martha Kent is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's the little details in the background. You've got the slightly out of focus picture of Clark on the thing, and you've got Lois holding him on the telly.
0: Yeah, I was going to suggest that that you know if you because if you look at that final issue as a kind of like a, a poster book and you could pick one a bit. I'm going to steal uh, Eamon's Mega City Book Club idea. If you could have a grell page out of that final uh, issue seventy five, I mean, for me, I would have gone for the you know the Kent. Yeah, um, as much as it's all beautiful, and you know the 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 iconic kind of um, you know Lois holding you know the fallen Superman is is a great. You know, great one as well. But the, the Kent's one is heartbreaking. It's just
2: it, the writing really in that is. as well. The like weary boxes who've gone the distance, all of that, and how each panel reflects that. You know, for those yeah. who loved him, those who called him who would call him husband, those who called him pal, and it reflects it. You know, those who called him son.
3: Yeah. It's,
2: I mean, I that bit's beautifully done by Lorelai King on the Dirt Mag's radio version. Um. But yeah, it's just a beautiful bit of writing as well. Mm. That's the other thing is this story. This Death of Superman is largely a setup to World Without Superman. That's the main meat of the story, mm. um, but it's beautifully written. Yes, there is some
1: corny bits in it, but it's nineties fucking comics. Well, well you, comics without the... corniness, though? You need that's you, it. Don't you? That's what that's what I come <laughs> to comics for. Yeah, we're
0: well, not allowed that anymore. Then you get frantic. no.
1: But I also I also kind of like talking of the build up to it. Like Superman's kind of you know is is in the thoughts about stuff because mm. there's the, a the bit, isn't when when he's just near the end of it, where he's bleeding, he's there, and he's like, "I've got to stop him. Yeah, I have to I have to do something." And he knows. You kind of get the impression there that he knows this is it. Yeah, you know, he, he's. And I, I remember, I remember flicking, and the first time that like Doomsday makes him bleed, he's like, "Eh, <laughs> mm-hmm. how how is that possible?" Kind of thing. Um, but no, I yeah, I do I do like the splash pages, and there is definitely. um there's carniness to it. There's, 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 but like you were saying, the kind of, you know, everybody's hit, hit by him in some, his death in some way. Doesn't matter whether you're Lex Luthor or you're the person on the street. Everybody's touched by it. Yeah. Yeah. And you just don't get that these days. You know, when, no, when I mean, Cap, Captain America got shot, it was like, yeah, okay, move on. That's it. That's the beauty of
2: World Without Superman, is that those 12 issues or however many it were, took the time to explore that. So you had Lex Luther talking to Superman's dead body. You know, the the whole Gotcha speech. That's fucking like amazing. You get the bit with um Bibbo in the bar crying and asking God mm. why he didn't take him instead. Why he took somebody as good as Superman. Um that's for me, that's why John Henry Irons is possibly the most interesting of the four Supermen.
3: Because
2: mm. he's a guy whose life was impacted by Superman and he's just trying to you know, make the fact that Superman saved his life count for something. It's, okay. it's that whole saving Private Ryan thing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if we look at just a few notes on Superman seventy five just to give people an idea of sense of scale. It came out in well this is no surprise. It came out in various um kind of options, which actually at the time was quite new. Yeah. Including a polybagged memorial um, yep. issue, which I'm sure we've all got. The yep. one. I'm sure we've probably got <laughs> two. One we opened and one we didn't.
2: I've, I've, I've only
0: got, got an opened one. I've never <coughs> got, a <second> got six.
1: <coughs> don't tell my wife.
0: So <laughs> I've still got one that's not open and one that I read. Because um, back then we used to read comics, not just put them into plastic cases. you're an well. yeah. absolute philistine. I know. I don't understand. If, if you're not taking them straight to be slabbed, are you even
2: a
1: real uh, comic exactly. fan? The, but, you know so, what, Stuart? Don't get me started. No, I know. No. No, don't get me Oof, started either. Oh Oof, me! Deep breath. Deep breath. That's
0: another. That's another. I've gone off of on this,
1: this many times
2: before. <laughs> you... I've left so many groups on Facebook. It's like oh, I got twenty quid. What books can I buy to get started? Yeah. Like, Fuck off, you yeah. dickhead!
0: Did yeah. you put your armband on? That's the important question. That was the thing. Did I didn't
2: you... know. I was so tempted, but even then, I was like, I want to keep this nice. This means yeah. something. Yeah. I
1: just lined them. I just put everything on the floor and looked at everything.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, when I opened the bag, and I remember, you know. <laughs> Being being fifteen, you kind of anything you get, you just you know rip it like a rabid dog, you know, get, mm. trying to get into stuff. But you know, scissors while on the top, nice little line, pulling it out. Yeah. Um, but it, even well, though it came out in in lots of different formats, unlike today, which will be, you know, you'd have the death of Superman, and you'd have twenty five tie ins.
0: Yeah, this yeah. didn't have
1: that. It was one story going through, and even though the the, the actual death, but you had the new standard edition, you had you know the special editions. And it kind of catered for everybody and everyone's budget as well. So, you know, you, you could go down to your, you know, your comic bookshop, you know, Forbidden Planet Odyssey 7, and, 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 and get it. Or you could, like, there was a place near where I used to live, um, which had the bottom row was just comics, and it was there. You know, it yeah. was um, the, 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 the kind of tombstone with it, with it on.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so it kind of catered for everybody. Yeah, which is something you don't get again these days.
0: I think it only actually came out in three versions, didn't it? You know, the newsstand, the direct, and then the polybag one. I think that's all they did for it. Um, yeah. Now imagine that. Now you'd have about fifty fucking like variants, well, wouldn't you? Oh, you yeah. would, and you'd
2: have to like you know.
0: I mean, the anniversary shop ones would have to got to order got...
2: so many copies to get. Yeah. Oh, the that annivers- anniversary copy. I mean, I... I got. I asked my guy to get me my dealer to get me the polybag one. Yeah, but I wasn't fussed on him getting me like you know the exclusive. Slightly blue tinted. It's like, fuck off with that shit. I just want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. getting one polybag, and I'm getting one that's the standard cover. Yeah. Just because you know the old ways die hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the um, the idea was that a lot of people bought it thinking it was going to be an expensive collector's item.
2: Well, Yeah. This is what started the whole yeah variant covers and
1: including Donald Trump. He right. bought a lot of them. Did he? He did the dick. <laughs> Well, I know mean, if ever you need any proof that Donald but, Trump is not a good businessman, I remember at the time though that mm-hmm. the, poly, the black polybag one shot up in price yeah. massively. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you went to went to the like, comic marts and things, and it was like it was on par with some like you know the the the, the golden age books and stuff. I think why mm-hmm. you know it's it's got to be great, and you can pick it up now for about 15, like, fifteen twenty quid. Yeah, um, but again. I've never ever bought comics as a way of thinking, ooh, no. I'm going to slab this and it may be option for a movie on Netflix and this, that, and the no, other. I've <sighs>
2: always bought comics and thought, I'm going to read them and I'm going to try and keep them as nice as I can. So I'd bag and yeah. board and all that stuff. But I've got no
1: time for this. You know, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. So yeah. so buying a, buying the books to read, that's what you did. Yeah. And yeah, most people did buy two one to read and one not to, of a new stand edition and a polybag edition. Um, to be fair, that new stand edition had a gorgeous cover. Mm, I mean, it's great. the cover
2: of the last trade they released of just
1: Superman's yeah, cape, yeah. like blowing mm. in the wind. That is a gorgeous cover. So yeah. it was like, um, it was the first kind of event comic for me yeah. as well. Yeah. You're you know, right. where, where everybody was buying it, even people who weren't into Well, you could see the, the figures at the time when it came out, you know. Just DC would love to hit those heights right yeah. now. <laughs> well,
0: Apparently, they shipped between 2.5 and, and 3 million copies on the day of release, and it sold out across America. Um, I think it had reason. the most
2: reprints for a long time mm-hmm. as well, so, didn't it?
0: Yeah, some stores limited to one per customer, and it, it brought in a total of $30 million during its first day on sale, ultimately selling more than 6 million copies. Now nobody's selling $30 million on a day of sale. I, mean, I, don't care what I think do. it was like
2: them and when Image launched, <laughs> okay. those were the two big sellers of the 90s. Yeah.
0: The first but this is book. 92. Yeah. You know, it's like mm. even now people would shit for that kind of stuff. But this is like 90. That's how big this was, wasn't it? You know, it was just there were people who didn't read comics that were buying it. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean?
2: Well, yeah, because they were buying it as because an Action Comics number one had just sold for like $30,000 or something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, sounds ridiculously cheap now for an Action Comics number one, but we're talking 30 years ago. Um, So, yeah, people were buying that and they were putting them away as like their kid's college nest egg. I mean, that's what caused the comics bust of the early 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, Was They yeah. went to go and sell them and found that they were fucking worthless. Because yeah. you've got to know that you're buying that many copies. But like, if you've got 10 copies for yourself, they're probably not worth anything.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's like Stan Lee's signature, isn't it? Yeah. The fact he's, he signed pretty much everything, even books with nothing to do with him.
3: Which
2: the joke um, I always make about me Colin Baker, Dr. Who DVDs, they're worth more because he hasn't signed them.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> he, he he signs them. Um, but it, because, because the, he signed so many, it's yeah. worthless. Yeah. You know, sometimes more is less with, with the stuff, but it was just, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? And, one of the reasons I don't think it will ever happen again is because fandom and the bloody internet and stuff. Yeah. Nothing escapes anything now. We went, we bought that book with the polybag and the, the blood on the cover and stuff and thinking, this is it. Yeah, This is the last time we're going to read Superman. Yep. Mm. Just don't get that anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: And yeah. The, the newest comparison that has to be kind of Captain America for Marvel and, you know, you knew what was going to happen. You knew what the sacrifice was and you'd be back. in I think it was under six months he was back again. Well, this is, I mean, obviously we'll talk,
2: touch on it later with the impact of it, but this was lightning in a ball. They've been chasing Mm. it for years, even recently where they've done the death of the Justice League. And nobody gives a fuck because we know they're going to be back. Mm. (laughs) It's like, it's completely been undermined. Even like, you know, the 90s, they started killing everybody off. They they Mm. killed them off and they broke their backs. You had this, you had Batman, then you had the death of Hal Jordan who came back Mm. about 10 years later, to be fair. So he was gone for a while. He became... Parallax, and then he became the Spectre for a while, didn't he? And then he came back in yeah. Rebirth, which then started came, the whole But came Rebirth out of the books, race. didn't
1: it? came out of the Death of Superman.
2: Yeah, because... All that came out of this. Coast mm-hmm. City became Engine City, mm-hmm. and that's what made him yeah, snap. Yeah. Um, and that led to Carl Rayner, which is one of my favourite comic book characters of all time. Karen so. is fab.
1: And, but, again, you, you know, you had Crisis, and Bar- Barry Allen dying. And he was away for a while as well, but again... He's not Superman. No. Well, this is it, because
2: I can't think of another comic beyond the death of Superman. I mean, we're jumping ahead again to legacy and that. But pre-death of Superman, post-death of Superman, I can't think of another comic that is still being celebrated like this 30 years later. People still put out anniversary editions of Crisis. People still put out anniversary editions of The Man of Tomorrow, Year One, Dark Knight Returns, all that stuff. But it's nowhere near to this level. To me, I mean, there might be one that I'm just completely overlooking. Secret Wars, no,
0: <laughs> no, Secret Wars, not at all. No. no, as a as a one-off kind of, like even just a one-off issue, which it isn't. But you know, even if you just look at that one-off issue, you're right; it's never been, never been replicated. That kind no. of, um, you know, the way it just melted into the psyche of people, and even now, you know, thirty years on, and it's it's getting a stir again, isn't it? You know. Because it was a it was a fundamental moment in comics where yep. they did the unthinkable.
1: Well, the the, the the fact they're shipping so many of the anniversary issues, and they've done two <laughs> animated movies on it, and mm-hmm. they tried to do it in Batman versus Superman, all these kind of things. You know what the, what has that apart yeah. from the the death of um, Thomas and Martha Wayne? There's, there's nothing really that gets repeated as much as this. No, or you know. It reminded of like you know well you know the world at war stuff yeah mm. it was it was pants compared to this yeah. and that was supposed to be high stakes and it really wasn't
0: Okay, so I mean, we had obviously, you know, after the death of Superman, as we say, we then went into what some people consider the kind of the, the the more emotional elements, which are, you know, the world without a Superman. Yeah. You know, which is told over the funeral for a friend, and then there's the reign of Superman that, that makes up the the trilogy. But funeral for a friend, then. So, what what are your uh, what are your opinions on that as a as a story arc?
2: I love it. For me, that's my favorite bit of it. You've got so many beautiful moments. The fact they brought in like Bill and Hillary Clinton, are the president and first lady, who do uh, you know, delivering part of the eulogy at Superman's mm. funeral. You've got that amazing thing with Cadmus keep trying to steal the body, Lex Luthor's thing to it. That beautiful fucking moment where the Kents know that they can't go to the funeral, so they bury all his, his scrapbook and his mm. childhood toys and all that stuff. Mm. Um, the slow deterioration of Jonathan Kent where he's just picturing Clark as a child around the farm and, you know, yeah. to the point where he has the heart attack.
0: The the most heartbreaking bit, I thought, in that, well, one of the things, apart from the heart attack, was, was the bit where, as you say, with the Kents, where they're, they're watching basically the, the farce that is yep. you know, the procession, the funeral, the it just descends into people fighting, and, you know, and they're just appalled. But even then you get What's lovely happening?
2: moments like the guy trying to sell the t-shirts Yeah, and Bibbo sort of grabs him up and he's like, you're so disrespectful. He's like, look, man, Superman saved my fucking life.
3: Mm. But,
2: you know, I can't get a job. This is the only way I can feed my family. And he's like, I'm going to do what Superman would do. I'm going to give you a job. And, you know, you get the little thing of Bibbo who's re- really overlooked in this sometimes because mm. obviously you get the four Superman, but you've also got like on a street level just... Bibo trying to do his thing. He puts on that Superman T-shirt and he goes out and does like street level stuff, like saving cats from trees and just
1: being a good person. What was your view then? Pretty much the same, to be honest. You know, it was. Um, it, I liked I like the fact that it, it it did show that the world needs a Superman, yeah. um, and that was that's the whole point, isn't it? Really, yeah. of of the whole thing was to show that. You know, this is this is how it affects everybody. Not just kind of the Justice League and not just this, but every single person um is affected in some way. And I I, I like the way it shows that as well. Either way, you know, he you know, doesn't like I said before, even Lex is like you know, he, he's torn up but for different reasons but also yeah. misses him.
3: Yeah.
1: And, you know, that kind of that that kind of thing. But I, I, yeah and there's there's really like i said there's really good moments that that moment when they um kent's are, are burying that box you know it's proper kind of weeping
3: mm.
1: you know it's it's <laughs> it is it's very very emotional and again the writing's beautiful mm. you know it's 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 not preachy it's not over the top it's just done perfectly as you want as, as a eulogy should be for mm. me i think it's it, you know it's it is is written and it flows so well, and you know, Bill, you, you give the bit when you know the heart attack and stuff, which is, which is wow. again, is heartbreaking and stuff because it mm-hmm. you know, probably hits him hardest.
3: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: but no, I, I I think it's great. I, I I it wouldn't be the same without it. Yeah. yeah, I think if you went straight from death to brain and not have that funeral, you know, in it, I I don't think it would work because that emotional core would be missing. If it had just been a couple of issues, well,
2: I mean, again, that funeral issue is written by Louise Simonson, and she's one of the most underrated writers, I think, in comics. She does that, like, say, the Kent stuff, she does beautifully, the Bibbo stuff, she does beautifully. Like you say, the whole eulogy is done, it's pitched perfectly. Mm. Um, The whole thing with Lois not knowing how to call the Kents, Mm. all that Mm. sort of stuff. I mean, it all rings true, which... At no point are you like, well, that's, that's completely out of character for any of them. Or... So the, these people knew who they were writing about. It's not like they killed Superman then a new creative team came in and were kind of like, you know, yeah, fuck that. We're going to do this.
3: Yeah,
1: oh, and there's that documentary, isn't it when it when it shows the team and the, yeah. the interview, um, the interviewer, and she's like gets upset about it. Yeah, she's crying ha- about it. Yeah, because I can't watch that by, like welling up myself. I, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same, <laughs> and like, I can't see Wheezy crying. Is this... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's that's what it meant to them, and that's what it you know, and 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 funeral for a friend. That highlights that hundred yeah. and, percent and that's that's the emotional bit of the book. You've had the action, you've had the death, you're a bit sad. Funeral for a friend depressing you, but on a on a nice level, and then you get the the reign of Superman. Mm. They make you feel what a world without Superman would be like. Yeah. They and make God. you feel
2: like a dick for taking Superman for granted. <laughs> exactly.
1: I was just saying, like, you know, looking at the world today, we need a Superman. Yeah. And the stuff you saying about Bibo and, and the kind of street level stuff. If everybody was that character and did those little things, the world would be a much better place. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. not—he's not going out wrestling supervillains and stuff. He's doing the basics that humanity should do for each other.
2: It's—it's yeah. mm. it's, it's how hope survives in a world devoid of their symbol of hope. Yeah, how that even though Superman's gone, the hope is still inspired. And that's, like you say, not to get political or anything, but that's very much what's wrong with this world at the moment.
0: I Definitely. said it a little
2: while ago during all the 2016 stuff that happened, both here yeah. and in America, is that I remember when politicians used to run on an ideal of hope. Now mm. it's all project fear. or not project hate, fear. Well, it, it is project fear, but it's there. Yeah. It's, you know, if you don't vote for me, then these people will come and take your job, your house, your wife, whatever. It's all done on the stuff you're afraid of instead of the stuff that should inspire you to want a better world.
0: Hate's easy, man. That's, that's and, is. And, do it. and that's what we That's because it's easy to report on, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and about about having hope and about having that that person to stand up. You know, the fact that you know, we touched on this in the last podcast we did. The fact that Superman people think he's of this boy scout, this, that, and the other. But at least he does what he said he's gonna do.
3: Mm.
1: And then when he fails, he his hands up and says, Actually that that's my fault. Yeah. You know, all our, all those kind of things and we don't we don't have anyone to kind of look up to, like. And for me, as as a as a as a kid growing up, that was that was it. That was, mm. it was Superman. Yeah, it was, it was like killing a killing a mate. I know. <laughs> yeah. When
0: I reread um, "Funeral for a Friend," I was amazed because I'd forgotten. Come up, read it for a while, but you know, the first issue leading in is basically almost primarily where they're trying to save him, they're trying yeah. to bring him back. You know, there's, the, there's all the the. They're trying to use the paddles on him, and they they can't get a needle They're into him. They just melt in
2: the paddles. They and can't it's breathe. Just, it's Guardian horrible. tries to breathe to give him mouth, doesn't he?
0: Really, fucking horrible to see them try everything, and because of just the way he's genetically made up, they can't actually help him. And it, it this, really is a horrible, horrible issue that that you just think, God, that that's probably even worse than the end of seventy-five when he when he yeah. actually dies because. You you kind of think, oh, are they going to do something here? Is this... I remember reading it at the time, thinking, oh, you know, maybe they will bring him back somehow, yeah. you know what I mean? And then it's like, no, we can't actually do anything. You think, shit, you know. It's, it's, it's a funny incredible. reverse
2: of the death of Jonathan Kent in Superman the movie, mm-hmm. where Superman, I mean, obviously, you don't see Clark try and save Jonathan Kent in that, mm-hmm. but the whole he has the whole thing about, you know, all these powers and I couldn't save him. mm mm-hmm. And this is sort of like that weird reverse of that, these people trying to do all these things to save him, but knowing that there's absolutely no hope that it's going to work. Yeah. But they're just going through the motions of it, partly because Lois Lane is there and she's upset and they're doing it to try and make yeah. her feel better.
0: Yeah. And I can't remember who is it. Who did they put the shield on so they can do the, the power paddle thing and they end up getting I can't remember the, the character. gets kind of blown across the fucking city from the is feedback that, of it. Is that Turpin? It could be, yeah, where they supercharge the a- paddles, don't they? And it's just, and it, it's horrible, though. It's just, you know, people are just willing to risk their own lives in a vain attempt that they might be able to spark him back again. Yeah, and and then when it's kind of, there's nothing we can do. You know, it's just, it's just such a strong issue that, yeah. and a brave issue again. You imagine doing a doing a, a mainstream comic book now. We say, right, this issue's going to be about resuscitation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you've like, got
2: two pages and then yeah. you get it, and better get the moving the fuck on. Yeah,
0: you get a panel, wouldn't you, at best? I want you a know, fake we're, Superman we're, by
2: the end of this issue, or?
0: Yeah, so brave. And I'm, I I have to say, I think my only bit that I don't kind of like, and when I reread it again, I remember thinking, well, I remember not liking it the first time, is a bit, there's a little bit of, um, straight after that, you know, when the, the, the heroes start descending and, and coming around, and everyone's got a little monologue about their time with Superman or whatever and I find some of that just a little bit clunky, I don't know about you guys but just some of it's a bit, feels a little bit forced, you know
2: I've, Having grown up just being able to pick up old Silver Age issues of comics that mm. felt quite, quite nice to me to be honest I don't yeah. mind that clunkiness in comics um, It's Again a bit like Den said earlier with the uh, when I said about the cheesiness Is that's what I go to comics for to a certain degree is that yeah that clunkiness
1: yeah. of it. bit. How about you, Dan? Again, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I agree with Stuart again. I'm in the mic. To, it, yeah. I've <laughs> got to stop doing that. You've cynical. But I think, I, again, I think it is, I think those things need to be said, don't they? Whether mm-hmm. it's well-written or not. I think everyone's got a Superman story um, and what they kind of meant to, him, meant to people. And again, that's almost shining a light on, on us mm,
3: uh, yeah.
1: as readers. You know, what did Superman mean to us? Um, We can't be there, so this is other people saying what we're thinking. So yeah, you are cynical. I know I am. I'm it's
0: me age, I'm getting old <laughs> and grumpy. I, do you know it wasn't the bits about Superman? It was the bits like I wasn't a full member of uh, JLA, you know. And it's like, oh come on, you know. <laughs> we know you weren't. <laughs> but hey, you know, like I say, I I stand to be corrected, guys. I'm very enough, you know. What I mean?
1: <laughs> but I think there's there's also that the the, the argument for that. um Collective solidar- solidarity—that that word I can't say—where people, you know, it's like when the Queen died or Diana died, died, people come together just to be part of something. Yeah. So you have heroes popping up who, like I said, I wasn't a full member of the Justice League, but I kind of want to be part yeah. of this moment.
0: Yeah.
2: Weirdly, when the Queen died, watching that footage on the news in my head, I was like, "It's a bit like a funeral for a friend," <laughs> and I don't mean that to like you know belittle anything or any- people's involvement in that whether you're a royalist or not, people felt the need to connect and feel something. Um, I'm,
0: I'm, yeah, I get what you mean, but I'm saying yeah. nothing here. On the but on, on the just, topic of enforced grief, I, I will if, not be drawn, for I fear it will not if, end well. If
2: Superman was a real thing, that's exactly what it would have been like. Possibly not taking everything off the fucking every, news, every TV station, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I, I um, guarantee that Phil and um, Holly would still get to the front of the line. Well, I mean, they've got to. They're busy people, man. They've You got... know. Yeah. But I, I, at least I'm Superman much... would have
0: contributed something positive to people's lives, I suppose. But let's, anyway, yeah. let's move on, no, I'm we? I'm, I'm, very,
1: I'm very similar. It's like forced fun. I hate forced fun. Yeah. And, and being told that you must be upset about somebody. It was like, um... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Doesn't, doesn't do it for me. do not do it for yeah. me. So uh, then we move on to um, Reign of Superman, which, again, I remember at the time, because it was almost like, which one is the, which one is going
2: to yeah. be the real Superman? Well, I mean, cause... sort of going back slightly is how they set that up with Jonathan Kent having his heart attack. And, you I mean, it's never made 100% clear whether it's actually just, you know, a dying fever dream. If he doesn't die, they bring him back. Mm. Or, you know, whether it is actually something. I like to think it is something that happened because, you know, it's a fucking comic book. Um, but just that whole thing of him saving Superman, Kalel as he thinks he is at the time kind of thing in the afterlife. Mm. And then you, he thinks he's brought him back. And then that sets up Lois Lane coming back and seeing something out the window of the plane. And then when she lands, Perry's like, you know, yeah, yeah, he's back. We got four of them. <laughs> and, but just that whole issue is beautifully done. It's nice that they gave Jonathan Kent like a whole issue to be the hero. He really gets to shine in that. Yeah, And you get to see the impact on Martha of losing Clark and potentially losing Jonathan as well.
0: So, I mean, I I was never, I'll be honest, I never went all in on Reign of the Superman. I enjoyed it, but I, I never quite really, I never quite enjoyed it as much as I thought I would have done. You know, because they kind of pitched it almost like a bit of a mystery Um
2: I think they were giving you what you thought you wanted from a Superman for the 90s, wasn't it? So you had the eradicates, you had the dark Superman, you had the young mm. Superboy. Like I say, John Henry Irons is probably the closest to Superman because he feels the closest in spirit to the point where, you know, Lois is like, there's no way you can be Superman. And then that clairvoyance, like, no, no, haven't you ever heard of a walk-in spirit? Which is like, "It's Superman's spirit in another man's body? Mm. Kind of thing. So that's how they sort of drew you into that could possibly be that, because, you know, if he did come back from the afterlife, there's nothing to say he's got the body. And obviously you've got the cyborg Superman, which, I mean, they were all like, I can't believe nobody guessed that it was the cyborg Superman that was evil. Because fucking look at him. But they wrote it really well, that you kind of, like, you didn't want any of them to be a wrong And the fact they used Hank Henshaw as well, who was a character that was in it so long ago, that you'd forgotten about Hank
3: Henshaw. Mm. Mm.
2: For all we knew, he sort of, like, disappeared into
1: the ether, hadn't he? Literally. How about you, Oh <sighs> I think it's very hit and miss for me. Um, I, I, I love, I love Steel. I think it's, I think that arc is, mm-hmm. again, I agree. I think it's really good, and it is, and he is Superman. But it, it, it's kind of, you know, the is Very similar to, you know, Asbats. people wanted a more darker version of something, and the the whole idea was to say, well, that's what you want. We'll give it you, and nobody liked it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I, I, again, I never, I never, I, I, I've never liked Superboy in any way, shape, or form. No, done neither, it. neither have I.
2: Um,
1: I liked I'm the not... idea of
2: Superboy. I liked the idea of a Clark Kent that wasn't raised by the or a Superman that wasn't raised by the Kents. So he would be this arrogant, petulant teenage fucking shit. Um, but yeah. I, as I mean, he's
1: very nineties dude in this. <laughs> yeah, but even even Superboy, and I. Like, you know, Legion of Superheroes and stuff like. that, I've never. I've always found it difficult to kind of. Why would I want to read about a kid who's who's super who's going to become Superman doing stuff that Superman would? I'd never made. I've I've always struggled
2: I, with yeah, it. Yeah, I never liked the young Clark Kent Superman. I thought a bit like the Matrix Supergirl. I thought this was a nice way of bringing those characters in without, you know, using Clark in his youth or, you know. Diminishing the fact he's the last survivor of Krypton by having another mm. survivor of Krypton. Because, um, again, I'm in the minority in that I like the Matrix Supergirl. I th- I think she's a really interesting idea. Not always executed well, but...
0: Mm. Yeah. I always get confused. Is it the cyborg that does the heel turn in Reign of Superman? Because I've not read it for so long.
1: Well, he, he's, he's the one who's trying, trying his hardest to convince everyone that he is Superman. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah becomes and, Superman to destroy his legacy,
2: doesn't
1: he? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, he does. He, he's the heel.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, F1, F, because even even Lois at one point is going, is it? And then you know, obviously it, it's not. But I always I always struggled with like the the, the 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 kind of larger you know was he called Mon- Mongol and stuff like yeah. that. I, I I I like it. But where did all that come from? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked
2: I, it because I liked the Superman on War World and all that stuff. So I liked how they yeah. built into it, and I liked the fact it wasn't fucking Dark Side for a change. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was that worst thing about that set Return of Superman movie. It's like, really, we're going to Dark Side again, are we? Yeah, well, it's like he's as boring as the fucking Joker by this point. <laughs> mm.
1: Yes,
0: mm. I think my. Favorite... But no,
1: I. I... I was. I think it's very hit and miss. Um, like that, I said, I love the covers with the cutout yeah, single, great, the, the um, yeah. the symbols. But I, I, I do like Steel. I like Steel now.
0: I, I was know, just going to say Steel was was probably my favorite of them all. You know, he's just such a great character, wasn't he? And it's like it's, it's, like super it's he's just a guy. Yeah, and he's, he's just a
2: guy who can build a
1: suit like fucking Tony Stark, but but he's he's doing it because Superman saved him. Yeah, he's mm. not and i think like that that embodies again what you know he he can do stuff that other people can't do but it's still doing the the right thing mm. but i i love the steel character anyway you know I, I i i it's just not been done properly for ages but i think that you know the 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 book that came off that um i think is really cool as well i'm just i've just started reading issue of of steel again um but no i i'm a i'm a big fan of steel and to me that that was the strongest. Yeah. I did I quite liked the cyborg, but you saw it coming a mile off. Um and if you didn't then you should shouldn't be reading books.
2: <laughs> no I like I liked the eradicator because at the time I was just bordering on that I probably was an angsty teen but um I liked I didn't like him as superman but I liked the eradicator as a character and I quite liked what they did with him moving in mm. afterwards into joining the outsiders and that I thought that was an interesting run for the it's fairly short in the end, but Mm. um yeah, I quite liked it. I quite liked the Eradicator's costume. I liked the cape attached to the S. It looks stupid whenever they try to do it in real life, but Mm. um I thought that was quite an like I said, I liked him, he was in it was an interesting thing because none of them were Superman. Like I say, Steel was probably the closest, but none all of them were missing that I think Lois says it in the comic as well, you know, they're all missing that one something that made Superman so special. And um to the point when Superman does return. Lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something and even when he returns, all.
2: you're kinda of like, is he? <laughs>
0: yeah well he's got a mullet he, for a start
2: um... that's that's an accidental mullet we oh. we need to point out the accident the accidental of the mullet. It was supposed to just look like a little bit of longer hair, but then another artist drew it more like a mullet and it
3: stuck
2: <laughs> and' you know obviously he'd been dead, so
1: his hair would continue to well he's in that chamber yep may maybe that doesn't just make him strong, it also grows his hair and if it does, I want to go in it so i yeah. you knew the
2: eradicator wasn't superman you didn't know whether it was like the power from the body was making him Superman that way kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, the Eradicator was the one non-mysterious Eradicator and John Henry Irons. Like I say, you had that sort of walking spirit idea with John Henry Irons. I mean, we knew none of them were. In any, mm. some ways, the Cyborg, potentially, was the only one that possibly could have been. But even then,
1: I don't think anybody actually bought it. No. No. Apart and from the it, know, yeah, Yeah, exactly. And in the <laughs> end, the Eradicator comes good, I suppose. You know, he he does... What's necessary, doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah um, he's programmed to preserve all things Kryptonian. Exactly, and I, I, I do like the actual, the literal moment that Superman kind of um, reappears again because you know he gets shattered out by a robot, <laughs> and which, he that, which he has that
2: awesome over my dead body.
1: Yes, which is pretty superb, and the black suit. Yeah, I am sick to death of everyone going on about the black. That's it's because nobody for understands a reason. the black fucking suit. It's a solar suit. (laughs) That's it. You know, it's absorbing the rays from the sun and quicker. So it gets into his body. Hence why he can't fly when he first comes in. Hence why he has a gun and hence why he has rocket boots. You know, if he was just wearing a black suit because it was a fashion statement, Mm. then it wouldn't mean anything. He's wearing it for a reason. It pisses me off the fact. The the only
2: time it's worked since is when they did the Superman and Lois, where the pre new 52 Superman was wearing the black suit because there was already a Superman in that world. And he has a beard. Yeah, that worked yeah. nicely for me. Fucking, everybody, fucking, ugh. Fucking Zack Snyder fans with the "oh, you don't
1: understand the black suit." It's like, no, you don't understand the black fucking suit, my friend. <laughs> and you know what? And as much as I, as much as I like that bit in, in the just when when you know when he comes back in his black suit, he flies up. But then, right at the very end, when he at the end of the movie, when he opens his shirt, he should be back to his blue, yep. and red suit.
2: Yeah, it's like and this old progression was to go into a black suit. It's like, no. If anything, I'd have preferred he be in the black suit and Man of Steel. And the progression yeah. is to him coming back in a yeah. blue and red fucking suit. Yeah, So,
3: just, you know, you get that bit when he, he flies,
2: flies up. Up. He's in a fucking blue and red suit in the fucking
3: yeah. flashlight.
0: Oh. What know, was the... Sort of just, just on that with the black suit. I remember that, like, the glow-in-the-dark kind of relief bit. What issue was that? Do you, do you know the...
2: 500 was the... That was the Jonathan Kent one. And the front cover was sort of like, yeah, it was green. and It was white polybagged. Mm, and yeah. underneath you had the greeny thing of, like, Superman holding his hand out and Jonathan Kent's hand, and that was all you could see, You so he yeah, didn't yeah. really know whose hand it was. Um, I think that one might have glown in the dark. I might be wrong. The 505 one is the um, silver foil one, with like the fireworks going off behind him and flying over the Daily Planet. And nice. 82 is the um, foil cover with Cyborg's head and then Superman dropping down in his full costume with Back for Good written on it, because right. he was a massive Tate fan. Yeah, and... I have that issue. I have that issue. You it was the them. first issue I bought that started me collecting fucking comics. Mine signed by Jerry Siegel. All right, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right. Small. Everybody's got one signed by Jerry Siegel. Oh, yeah, He's, he's yeah. like
1: the Stan Lee of his name.
2: <laughs> Yeah. And I've we all know he wasn't. <laughs> I think we all know he wasn't. Yeah, I think something signed by Jerry Siegel is...
1: Yeah. It's my, yeah. Pri- it's my prize possession. And he, he signed it in um, gold pen. As well, as has got a certificate he's got all the crap with it, but you know. Yeah. But he it's his signature blends in with the cronium cover beautifully. As well. It's so nice the way he's put it on the bottom of it. But yeah. Two questions like, about it. Where'd you keep it on. and when are you going on holiday? I know yeah. Um, it comes everywhere with me. <laughs> um I sleep with it. Um, I love it more than my firstborn and only born. Um In fact I probably love it more than my wife. <gasps> That's fair. You know.
0: Den was never heard from. Again.
1: (laughs) Well, we were doing out just a little sidebar. We're actually the other day going through some of my boxes, and um, I've got um, a full run of um, Batman from about, and was it 32 onwards, right up to now? And she was like, How much is all that worth? Is it quite a lot? Right. Mm. I know what to do when I push you downstairs. Thanks, darling. Love you. (laughs) Yeah. So, but no. That Superman 82
2: was the one that had the print issue, wasn't it? Because some of them started to turn a goldy colour. Yes. Because I think I've got three. I've got the original one I bought that's still probably bad. I bought one that I could frame that when it came like on that goldy colour, so I've got that one kept to one side, and then I've got another one in a frame just because it, it was the comic that started me collecting comics. And it just means that much to me, and I love that cover. It's seeing most, that the, cover that made me
1: venture into a comic shop. And the most important thing, though, with my Joe Siegel one is... Stuart, do I get it CGC? Oh Definitely.
0: yes, You're not you a
1: proper collector unless you've had it CGC. No, you should never yeah, read I, it. I I think I read somewhere that you know Superman will be coming back sometime soon, so maybe it's a good time for me to get it done. Just in time I would not for me to trust flip it. those fuckers with something like
2: that. No, I, I would, would have to go every step of the way through it with them if I was <laughs> Fly doing. Fly
1: out to Florida and sit there with them. No, but it's. But I, I agree. I think the cover's great. I, I, I like this, the the kind of spread inside as well. You know, the yeah. back kind of. It's very it's slightly reminiscent of the um, John Burn one on Man of Steel. You know, he's flying up in the air. Yeah. And it's like I am, um, you know, Superman type stuff, and I like stuff like that because yes. it's whimsical. See, Makes com- smile.
0: I have to confess, I was just, just having a quick Google as you were talking, and I got myself completely arse about it. And I was actually thinking of um, Superman 123, the Superman Reborn one. Uh, one. I like that. Anyway, that's me.
1: But no. Well, just, just to go back, black suit, solo suit, doesn't work for fashion. No. no.
0: I, it's very slimming, though.
1: I, I find black very slimming. Yeah. But then again, I need to be slimming.
0: <laughs> it it serves
1: a fucking purpose. It's, I just well, you, but the,
0: You've got to remember, he yeah.
1: doesn't have but, a fucking cape, and 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 even in the snacks, Zack Schneider Justice League stuff, he does fly up and he he does put his hands out to the sun, yeah, because yeah. he's Jesus, because he, yeah, because because he is, he's our savior. <laughs> um, but then that's it. But yeah. he should be back. He should be back. See, so, like, I've just I've started watching the Joss, you know, the 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 Justice League one, yeah. um, and I've noticed. I can't believe I never noticed it before. His suits a lot brighter, yeah. Than in in the Zack Snyder, and I like that. Yep. Hmm. It's it's almost well, got for like a all chrome... the roles with
2: the just Joss Whedon version. They got Superman pitch perfect for me with yes. that. With that <laughs> Superman. I mean, he's not still not Christopher Reeve. He's you know he's not Brandon Routh. He's not Dean King. But they were going in the right direction with that, and then the Snyder Cut came out and just shit it all away with like, no, he turns evil eventually. The
1: fuck yeah. off! No, I like when he flies down and like says, "Is this this is gentleman bothering yeah. you?" Yeah, that's what's that's Superman and the stupid race with the Flash at the end. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you want. Gentlemen, anyway, sorry, we digress.
0: Uh, we have digressed slightly into the Snyderverse, which never ends well for anyone, no, does it? That's
2: you alright, you've got to deal with the comments.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> any any comments, just send them <laughs> no. all to um, Damien he you'd like them all. I'm not yeah. giving you my links.
0: <laughs> if you got any, got any comments, then please feel free to write them on a the piece I, of paper. I did a
2: whole episode on the
1: Spider
2: Justice League, me and Andy did it, and we didn't get any blowback from it. So. I'm
0: pretty relaxed on the whole thing. It's because... Again, like we said before, it's all just a bit of fun, isn't it. You know, It's I mean? because
2: we're three blokes talking about it. If we were three women talking about it, we would get no
0: end of shit from the Snyder Bros. Probably, probably. But mm. the great question is then, uh, you know, I mean, we, we've we've talked about what a absolutely groundbreaking sort of event it was, and it was, and you could you could listen to this if you weren't there and laugh, but you're you're wrong, you know, because it was fucking right, like, nothing you'd ever seen before. The heart wrenching funeral for a friend. The 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 intriguing reign of Superman, which had some highlights you know really did it, it's not i'm not shitting on that that arc i actually think it's really good it just didn't quite for me i was never quite sure what the it's point the same was. with any
2: trilogy it's yeah. like the third part you know usually good but inevitably does not pay off on everything you were hoping um but, but the, i mean they kind of paint themselves into a corner a little bit
0: yeah but it's like nightfall that was the same you know great opening act <laughs> okay in the middle and then i can't be bothered reading Well, nightfall at least
2: had two middles because you had um knight's quest the crusade and Night quest the search so yeah. the search was quite interesting with bruce wayne off doing his thing so like a disabled bruce wayne or you know in know a, a wheelchair bound bruce wayne you know trying to do mm. save Chandra consolvin without being batman apart from that time he gets alfred to time to a Dressed
0: as Batman, uh, yeah. time to a yeah. lamppost. As you do. Uh, well, we've all done it, haven't we? To be fair, they've all been there. If, haven't, there, if you it. haven't been dressed as Batman, tied to a lamppost. Then you, that, that, that's you normal evening in the Whittle House. <laughs> that's, that's foreplay, was, then, is it? I was going to say that's a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. um... yeah. <laughs> so, I guess the the big question then is: thirty years on, we're all a bit older. I wouldn't say wiser. <laughs> well, not my case, anyway. Um, does it still hold up? Does either the initial segments of of the story arc or the whole arc as a three three act play? Does the death of Superman hold up today? Then, yes,
1: absolutely, a hundred percent. You can't if you say no, you're not a comic book fan because it has everything. It has fantastic art. It's written brilliantly. You know, you've got those those massive splash splash pages. And you've got, you know, got so much in there and it was such mm. a kind of pinnacle moment and you've people have tried to replicate it since and it hasn't happened. Um, and good writing is good writing, isn't it? Yep. You know, it doesn't matter how old it is. You know, if if you're into you know old books and things, you know, um, like Bram Stoker or Mary Shelley, good writing, good writing. Mm. And, and I think that's where stuff like Secret Wars doesn't stand up very well today because it's, it, it's not the best written because it was an advert, basically. I mm. think with this one, they really wanted to tell a story, and the fact that the, like I said the the, the editor kind of said, right, go and do your thing. You're the best in your field, off your pop, and it shows. A lot of those decisions that we were talking about, you know, the, the ballsy ones.
3: Mm.
1: There's nowhere to do it today because because no. you know the editors pencil fuck everything. Back then, it was like, go and do it. Let's let's tell the story. Let's make an impact. And it did it impact me, you know. I it, it, I buy anything with an S on it. You know, you, you you If if there was a turd on the street and an S on it, I'd buy it. I'll pick it up and bring it home and polish it. Um, but I you bought, have bought those SS uniforms. Uh, well, <laughs> again, foreplay. Um, <laughs> but it's like I I I will I buy all the underbuses. I buy anything. Uh, with that with the death of superman on and quite quite recently i actually um gave gave a couple away to people who would never read it say here read this go you know off your pop go and read it um and people were coming back to me saying that they really they've loved it and this is people reading it 30 years late people who are used to growing up with um kind of darker heroes um, and a darker kind of tv movie type thing they still like the fact that superman stands for something Mm. Mm. and that's my mission statement ladies and gentlemen
0: yep. fair enough i'm I'm just about to go and dig out a box of 90s comics and start writing s on the front of them all day and i'll be flogging them <laughs> to you
1: mate no if you're writing on them get stanley to sign them and i'll think about it oh he did <clears throat> oh i'm the <laughs> mine i'll have them straight away yeah yeah no but i do it's it, it's it's a it's a weird little thing that the fact that you know i'm i am superman obsessed you know, at work, my background when I'm doing Zoom calls and things is the Fortress of Solitude.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I am. Um, I've got a Superman tattoo. It's kind of the character means a lot to me, mm. um, and I, I love Batman. I'll always love Batman, but Batman, Batman's the kind of you know, motorbike, dark jacket, you know, danger stuff. But Superman is 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 the guy that you want your daughter to marry.
2: We, we've yeah, all cheated sort of on means. Superman with the bad boy or you know the other spandex wearing guy but we always come back to Superman that's the thing um, Yeah, Um I think and- with this you had a creative team including the editor who was just as creative as everybody else involved at the top of their game Yeah, it was I mean that's what I mean by lightning in a bottle you had
3: like
2: mm. right, from John Byrne coming in and then him bringing Mike Carlin in as editor to the team that like Marv Wolfman and that and when they left the team that came in and built it up, and they built up a world of Superman that you got lost in, you were immersed in, you knew mm. that this character was here and he was connected this way. Um, you had Dr. Emil Hamilton, which I mean, one of the things I stopped reading was when they turned him evil, because fuck you. And that wasn't this creative team, that was a creative team that came in later. Um, yeah, you had this, you had this great Superman family that wasn't the, you know, Crypto the Super Dog, Super Girl, all mm. that, you know. Um, the people who worked in the Daily Planet felt like characters. I mean, whether you like the show or not, that was very much the basis for that early couple of seasons of Lois and Clark mm. before it went off the fucking rails, season three and four. Um I mean I love that show. Three and four is shit It, is, it is. I'll still sit and watch it. Um but yeah, you had this creative team at this perfect moment in time. Um, you had this T V show come in, um and there's just a magic to it that Yeah. Hasn't been recaptured when they've, like Den said, I mean, I don't want to go too much into it because obviously the And Night episode I did goes into the film side of it. But you had two animated movies that both, yeah, did all right, but missed the whole point of it for me. Um, Batman v Superman threw it away. Um, they sort of did it a little bit in Superman Returns. Um, if anything, the two best beyond the comics are the Roger Stern novelization of it, which is a really good fucking read. I recommend that. And mm-hmm. the Dirt Mags BBC Radio series that was a faithful adaption. Obviously, some stuff was cut out, but, and it's those voices that I hear when I read the comic.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and yeah, it's just lightning in a bottle. I mean, yeah. iconically, Sometimes. you still get t shirts with that bloody Superman logo on it. And I don't yeah. mean that bloody Superman logo, like that fucking Superman logo, the Superman logo that yeah. is dripping yeah. blood. Yeah. I mean, I went to that DC exhibition. The one T-shirt I bought was the Superman versus Doomsday mm. done like a fight poster. Yeah, I wish one... i bought that now when I went. Even to like, you know, season two of Superman and Lois teased the idea of a death of Superman. Mm. It had all the elements in place. I won't, again, I talk about it a bit more on the other one. So there's spoilers mm. on there for those who've seen it. I won't spoil it for people who on here. Um You had the Newstime magazine, you had all these great things, you had the feels a bit airy-fairy to throw the word around, but there was a magic to it.
3: Yeah, It's a magical
2: moment in comics, it's a magical thing. And, like I say, they've been chasing that lightning in a bowl ever since. They sort of got away with it with Nightfall, but that was nowhere near as impactful as this. I can see in 60 years' time we'll still be celebrating this. Unlike any other comic, like I say, there there are arguably more iconic comics out there in With regards to like whatever happened to the manor tomorrow, Dark Knight returns. But there's just something about this that, and I mean, it caused damage too. It led to the speculator boom in comics. It, you know, was a large component of kicking that off and that led to the inevitable burst in comics. Um, Mm. but I think the positive outweighs the negative. And it is a dark book. It's about a fucking hero that you love Mm. dying.
0: No, it is. The fact that we're still talking about it 30 years on. Um so that's we go
2: nearly
0: know, an hour and a half on it. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I can think of there's probably like five key things in comics that I always think about that still excite me. And one was yeah. when I first, when I first saw Dark Knight Returns. One is the um, Nightfall. You know, just, just the lead up to Nightfall and yeah. the back break, all after I can kind of take or leave after that. But that just that build up, that hot slow breaking down of Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know, psychologically and physically. Yeah, how Bane um, breaks
2: Batman is beautifully done. I mean we'll come to that.
0: In two thousand AD when it, you know, um, it's a bit when you look now it, it's a bit on the nose, but you know, where it turns out to be dread out on the cursed earth. I I absolutely adored that. And um Jason Todd's death before they fucked that over. And the death of Superman. If I had to pick five stories that I could take to Desert Island, only I'll They would be the five because every yeah. time I read them, I get that thrill. I get it takes me back to when I first read them. The and, fact
2: that every time I read you know, it, in the back of my mind, part of me thinks he's going to live this time. Yeah, it sounds fucking stupid and it sounds really weird, but there's just something in the back of your mind that each time you read it, yeah, there's a certain thing we like. No, it's Superman. This time it's going to be different.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and it's why... that weird, tiny glimmer of hope. Yeah, Even though you know he's going to die, there's that tiny glimmer of hope, and that's fucking Superman to me. Like I say, I know it's going to sound stupid, and people will be like, this fucking wanker. But every time I read it, I'm like, no, this time he's going to do it, and it's nice. going to be all good.
0: That's, that's great storytelling, though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. You know? It's amazing. I've read this fucking hundreds of times. I've read this hundreds of times. I've listened to the BBC radio thing hundreds of times. I know exactly how it ends. I know from the first page how it ends. You never know. But as it gets closer, in the back of my mind I'm like, no, this time it's different. I've been in like a weird old universe all these times.
0: So, final question before we wrap this show. Are you looking forward to the anniversary issue that's due out? It will be already out by the time this?
2: Yes, I think uh, it comes out a couple of weeks ago as this comes out.
0: Yeah.
2: I am. I think it's got that creative team back involved. I don't think Mike Carlin's involved as an editor, but it's got Louis Simonson, Mm -hmm. all of that, um, Dan Jurgens, all of that lot back involved, which is the way I want to see it done. They did one a little while ago that was weird and didn't work at all for me. That was the new 52 Superman, I think. Mm. Um, I didn't like that at all. It just didn't gel. It just felt like Well, this was popular. Let's crack that name on it. But I'm excited for this. I like the idea that it's going to be Mitchell Anderson. It's about, I don't know if people know, but it's about Jonathan Kent. You know, they'd never told him that his dad had died. Mm. So it's him finding that out and processing it. And I think, I mean, it could be a fucking massive swing and a miss. I don't know at this point, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah excited to see what they do what they're going to add to it and you know if it doesn't add anything to it or
1: you know I'm not going to be one of these oh, fucking ruined it How about you Dan I, I'm the same I th- I think having the original kind of teams behind it the one thing you'll be guaranteed it'll be written with love yeah. and written with that those moments very much in in the mindset as well um, yeah I it's Superman isn't it you know I, 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 I we should be celebrating Superman as much as we can and this was a, a massive, massive storyline. And I, I do, I, I think it's a good idea, you know, celebrating, bringing back people who have that, that who brought the original stories, who yeah. have the kind of, the, the knowledge of how it felt when they originally put it all together. Mm. And I imagine a lot of that will come out in the, in, in the, in the storytelling and in, in the writing. Cause they're, you know, like I said, good writing, good writing. So you'd, mm. you'd hope that would be it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, it's very little things these days I look forward to in comics, yeah. and th- this this is one of them. I'm mm. quite looking forward to the Batman and Spawn kind of, you know, rematch type thing. But yeah, I'm I I'm, I'm, well, put it this way I bought every every bloody
0: cover. Have you? <laughs> I only went for the uh, the the traditional. Uh,
1: no, um, but I've, I've got set of every cover. There. The new the new version of it with with Hunter praying and stuff. I, I, yeah, every cover. Every single bloody gum must be mental. Yeah. You're going to buy the new Omnibus when it comes out, then? Done it, ordered it. Yeah,
2: yeah. See, I've got this it. multiple times, single issues, trade paperback. Oh, yeah. I know, I'm me. Mean. I'm very yeah. tempted to buy the Omnibus this time as well. It
1: looks beautiful as well. Yeah, it looks so nice. I'm gradually um, trying to collect cover. those
2: Omnibuses. I want to get yeah, well, Superman in Exile and
1: yeah. So no, but I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I love Superman so you know it's yeah, bad. and. It's about time I read something in Superman that isn't going to kind of piss people off or be <laughs> oh he's gay oh he's not gay oh he's bi oh who gives a shit if the storytelling's good doesn't matter what he is as long exactly. as he's still the the beacon of hope that we all want him to be.
2: I will say with uh,
1: just quickly on a side, this new creative
2: team. I do like some of the stuff they're doing. I do like what they're doing with Jonathan Kent. I still hate that they aged him up, but I've got no problem with everything else they're doing with him. And that first um Superman Santa kal-el arc I bought the hardback of it, it's really fucking good. I like it. I like a family man Superman as
1: well. Yeah, I like the t- the new T V show. I like him I as love Superman. It. I love it. I um, think he's I great. Love- yeah, I think he's brilliant and for me it was that it was the first the first episode when it, when it, the kid says nice suit he goes, Yeah my mum made it mate. Yeah. I was like, Yes. Yes, that's what we want.
3: Brilliant.
1: So uh, I'm the same. I, I like Family Man, Superman. I it also gives him a a different kind of dynamic, you know, different kind of you know, he's got people to look after now, hasn't he, a bit more? Um I would like to see him stripped back though just for him, just to be Superman again. Like none of the kind of ties with Lois, none of the other Kryptonians around, just Superman.
0: Excellent. So good there stuff, we guys. Good stuff. So if you've never read um the death of Superman, it's it's widely available. You can still get the you still get the original issue, it's pretty cheap to be fair. Um, you know, but numerous trades, omnibus, there's there's lots of different anniversary editions. I'm sure there'll be a lot more by the time this podcast comes out. Um and do you know what? If you've never read it, you should. And if you've if you weren't fortunate enough to experience that era of Superman then you could have a good read and see what you missed out on because it was it was something else. The whole thing—it's like a time else.
1: capsule, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that moment!
0: Wonderful, wonderful. That's back when comics were fun. Do you, know, do you remember when yes. they were allowed to be fun, guys? Do you remember that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lost art, I, isn't
1: I, it? Yeah. I, again, I think. Uh, it's it's, 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 the, it's the internet fanboys and yep. girls and stuff that has kind of ruined it. That's what's it. ruined it. 100. Everything. Um, I would it's say it's not even out. internet fanboys. It's
2: a vocal minority who do not actually give a fuck about Superman, but just like, no. go in and kick a hornet's nest and that riles everybody up and then everybody goes, oh, fanboys are a bunch of wankers, aren't they?
0: Let's be honest. It's, it's not just Superman, is it? They don't, they don't no, it's to any
2: form of anything. fandom. Star it's, it's, Wars, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. any of
1: it. It's, no. it's the same reason why I thought Bubble didn't have Frank Miller there, you know, of a book that he wrote in anger and he's apologised for more times than he cares to mention. And explained why he wrote it
2: and said you know, he wrote it in a bad place. I mean, I'm not going to get on the defending Frank Miller thing because that's not my place. People, if they just do a little bit of fucking reading, find
3: out.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, maybe if you're going to run a comic con and pitch yourself as the biggest comic con, blah, 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 maybe you should know something about comics and the history of the people that wrote them and the sort of contributions some of those people made before you do a bit of virtue signalling, or have on the, back
2: the balls of it. to stand by your decision. If you've booked Frank Miller, if yeah. you booked Frank yeah. Miller, do
1: your research and then yeah. stand by your fucking no. decision. But okay. and then the, the the person who kicks off about it didn't even go, so it's like robbed us of because he's never he's he, apparently he's never he's he doesn't fly anymore, so he's never going to come over. But if you want to be offended at certain cons and things, you know. Just look at some of the small press that's there. Yeah. Just look at some of the kind of, um, kind of tick-in-the-box type stuff. Yeah, And that the same old crap. At least Frank Miller would bring something to it. A bit of controversy, a bit of something. You know, It's not everyone's cup of tea, but no one's making you go and meet him. Exactly. You've yeah. got the choice to
2: not go. Some people really want to see him, really want to hear what yeah. he's got to say. Yeah. And possibly even want to ask
0: him about that fucking comic. I mean, mm. I mean, and his... do you know the great irony... I mean, if we have to be absolutely honest, here is that if he hadn't have done what he'd done with the Dark Knight Returns at the time he did it, we wouldn't be having fucking Comic Cons now of no. this size because it would have just gone on its arse. We know that we wouldn't have had Death we'd, of Superman. We'd, we'd <laughs> no. still be like in little rooms underneath the hotel. Which, to be honest, I think that's probably where we're going to be going again because these oh, super cons so. that oh, are I run by so. fucking idiots who don't understand it's just the media trying to make money and the history. They won't last, you know? They won't last. Do you can it, tell
2: it. a con where it's run by people who love comics, because they generally can't afford to get any fucking big names in. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's where we'll go, and that's where I'll go. So. I, I Like
2: I say, I miss the days of it being in a hotel room. I mean, I'm. we went from doing it at a race course venue, which was like a super con kind of venue, um, to doing it in a hotel room. I mean, I'd love to do a big event that I could put on, like Den did.
0: But it was a proper con. Run by somebody who actually understands comics, which is different. Anyway, anyway, uh, another plot twist there of, uh, <laughs> on the show. If you've and, got any, and they say about, doesn't belong in comics. If you've got any comments <laughs> yeah. around Frank Miller or whatever, then or you know the disgraceful treatment that he's received at hands of cons, then feel free to write them down and put them in the bin.
1: I'm scared yeah. to give you my links now. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but it's like you said, com- comics being um, political never because Hitler never appeared on any of the covers ever. <laughs> no, God, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> they've never been used to to kind of spread propaganda or anything.
2: No, <laughs> they they never did an issue where Lois Lane changed the color of her skin to. Oh,
0: well, you let's not what? even go there because we... I've <laughs> I've got that
1: I I bought that issue recently, um, and it's it's not. I think it. I think it came from a good place. I think oh, that's yeah, what they're trying to do. Yeah. No, it but definitely then, did. It's the bit where she she all she's bothered about is whether Superman would would still fancy or whatever, so asks <laughs> yeah. him, and he pauses. Oh, yeah,
2: but let's not forget <laughs> this isn't long after the everything Lois did was to make Superman love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Superman was pretty much a dick to Lois all the time, being like stupid woman.
0: Well, <laughs> let's not forget that Batman turned into a zebra, so you know. Yes, let's remember and
1: and um, (laughs) multicolored. You know, ahead of his time.
0: Well, anyway, so gentlemen, thank you again for your time. It's been. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. And as I say, if you've never read Death of Superman, go and go and read it, you buffoons. And if you haven't listened to it already, dropping around the same time as this podcast will be uh, a certain. Special episode, Stuart, do you want to tell us about that?
2: Uh, yeah, we got a special episode of And Why Not drop in Barring Any Major Disasters, the same day as this, in which I have um Alan Burke and Rob O'Connor from the All Star Superfan podcast on and we're talking about the death of Superman on film, so those two animated movies, a little bit of Superman returns, a little bit of Batman v. Superman, a little bit of the Dirk Mags radio series, and we also touch on the aborted Timber and Nick Cage film as well. Ooh. um so yeah we we'll go into details on that so hopefully i've not repeated myself here like i did said everything i did there we've already recorded that
1: one so i think i'm good and no, then you didn't
0: invite us on there then did you notice that that's good yeah, we're, we're doing this.
1: it makes it makes me giggle because well, Stuart doesn't invite me on anything ever
2: <laughs> right so hang on i've got me scheduled thing up so dennis is getting invited into next year's thing i've filled up this year's <laughs> thing but that's it. You pick a film you love, my friend,
1: and you are coming on. You heard it here get, first. We should get you on um, Secret Balls and oh, have a God. chat there, the, the stuff I do with, um, I with think, Dan.
0: I think I'm supposed to go on that and um, defend. And I, I, I took great umbrage at the word defend, Pink Flamingos, which I refused to defend. Yes. Because there was nothing to defend.
1: Well, I'm defending Jaws the Revenge.
0: That is unforgivable. Oh, yeah. To be fair, <laughs>
1: it's not. It's <laughs> I'm joking. It, it, you watch it, watch it through, to, watch it now again, and you know there are there are things in it that makes it entertaining. Fantastic. Um, so I'm I'm defending that for Christmas.
2: Jaws: The Revenge is worth existing just for Michael Caine's story. He's never seen the film, but he's seen the house it paid for, and it's lovely. Nice. Yeah. So
0: let's...
1: and 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 the shark roars. <laughs>
0: We're all raw. Oh, no, we're all raw. That was was what I meant to say. I sometimes feel raw after
1: I've seen you, Damien. Well. We all do.
0: (laughs) So would you like to tell us something about anything that may be going on, Stuart, other than your, well, what is the crossover podcast event of the day, I would assume, Uh, (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) For the
2: 10 minutes before
0: people. (laughs) What, what what (laughs) What else are you up to? Um, we'll,
2: and why not? We're booked up for the rest of the year. So we've got obviously the death of Superman on film special. We've got, um, I'm doing an episode on Masters of the Universe, the Dolph Lundgren film. i doing one on Batman Returns with some hey! great I met. Um, I've got John Tucker and Tom Stewart coming up. Oh, that's Stacey Taylor on the Masters of the Universe one. I realize I'm saying everybody's name that's coming on it. Um, doing one on a Christmas special looking at three different film versions of Santa Claus with John Tucker and Tom Stewart. So God knows how John Tucker's going to tie that back to a uh, Jeffrey Epstein-led cabal, but I'm sure i will find a way. Um, and then I'm doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and that's all our Christmas ones. And then I'm doing a Films of the Year 2022 episode to round out the year. Then I'm taking a break for January, and then we'll be back in February with more of that. Um, and, yeah, obviously all our previous episodes are up behind this. So Night of the Creeps did uh, Lost Boys with H. Um, got Scream with Tom Stewart coming up or will be out before this one comes out and um, I think we did one yeah, the in the Mood for Love episode should be out before this as well
3: Good stuff Um,
2: Yeah and that's it pretty much, otherwise still chipping away at trying to get a comic done but you know, these things take time
0: Good stuff. How about you Dan? You're just kicking back and reading comics and living life?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Dan I'm doing um, Cursed Films I'm doing Poltergeist so I'm going to be talking about um, the 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 kind of all the rumors and stuff around poltergeist. <laughs> I'm defending um uh, Would for that
0: Christmas. be poltergeist is that the version that was actually directed by Toby Hooper that
1: yeah, people seem one, yeah. to
0: like to forget these days and say it's yes. Steven Spielberg. That he just
1: produced <clears> it apparently, <throat> allegedly apparently. Um so and I'm also as I said defending Jaws of Revenge. Um and then next year I think we're doing some stuff on um Hammer um, and, uh, Video Nasties. Oh, because I am, um, a hey. walking encyclopedia of Video Nasties. Now you're talking. So it's That's 40, like so yeah, 40 <laughs> odd years since, since the, the act came, you know, yeah, mad in it. Uh, yeah. And because I'm against censorship completely. Um, and there's 72 films on the list, and I think I've seen about 68 of them. And I'm and I'm not traumatized at all. No. Um, so we're doing some, some. So we're doing somewhat on Hammer. Um, I think we're going to be comparing um, Dracula and Curse of Frankenstein because it's the same. You know, use the same sort of um, um, sets and same writer, same director. Oh, I thought we were going to um, say Dracula
2: and On the Buses. <laughs>
1: <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing all those sort, sort of things, and also I think there's talk of us doing the Nightfall Saga from Sword of Azrael right nice. the way up to you know, prodigal and stuff. So, you know, doing, um, talking about each, each chapter really mm. It's going to be like a year long thing apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's on the cards as well, as well as any other shit we can throw at it. Really. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very good. Interesting stuff. I'll put the links to, um, the various podcasts and things in the show notes. If I can be bothered, I'll yeah. say that I will do, but you know, thankfully I've got a bit of time from recording. this. <laughs> um, if you're interested in anything that I do, then obviously uh, you can find out about the stuff that H&I do at art 92 to so it's two dot com, Facebook, Twitter, all those other shithole things that we have to use to try and get the message out. It's all art 92 Highly
2: recommend um, checking it out as well. I'm going to throw that endorsement
0: in there. Oh, you're, you're kind. And if you've enjoyed this show, then... You know, to be fair, you need to get out more, I think, <laughs> if I'm honest. But, you know, thank you very much for listening. And you can check out other previous episodes. We're now on our new show host, which I stole from um, somebody else on this program. <coughs> Stuart. Um, we're on a cast that I believe it's uh, it's the thing to be at the moment. Um, <laughs> so you can find us on there. We're still on Podbean and Spotify and Apple Music. And um, so we we tend to appear on all these things. So give us a listen and and catch up any old episodes including the very very good art of superman episode that we did uh, that we referenced earlier on with these two fine guests so just thanks again to Dennis Stewart for giving up your evening it's very much appreciated no thanks for having me on
1: yeah thank you um it's nice to be invited onto a podcast well, you, all, know, well, you know then I'll
0: always invite you on then it's it, it's it's lovely to
1: you know talk about something that you know I'm excited about and, I'm, and I'm, like I didn't like, know you got excited about things. Like, like, <laughs> no, it's like, like, like you know, Dolph Lundgren's Master of the Universe and the connection with Cyborg and things like that. You know, I don't know anything about any of these things. So. Well, the Cyborg was
2: supposed to be the sequel to Master of the Universe. Um, That's the look, one, yeah, using look,
1: the sets and things. Look, um, to be fair,
2: Damien told me not to invite you on because you were trouble, so... Well, well, Had I yes. known he was holding you for himself?
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far. Can't.
1: What we should do, we should do a podcast about slab, slabbing comics. Yeah. And CGC and stuff.
2: I think we need somebody who's into it on those so that they can try and be the counter-argument. No, because I, I,
1: I don't, there isn't a counter-argument. It's bullshit. No, there isn't, but there's got to be an appeal to it. No, it's it's, it's the case of... It's <laughs> the same thing. Where, why, We're derailing Damien's ha- ending. It, it's fine. It'll be fine. I'll it just cut like it having, out. Yeah, It's like having a token beautiful girlfriend, wife or whatever and not leaving the house with her. Yeah. What is the point? You're getting a brand new Ask, <laughs> Aston Martin and sticking it in the
0: garage. Why Why would you do that? Uh, again, if you'd like to direct your comments um, or observations, then please don't. So, because... to-
1: token girlfriend, stroke boyfriend, stroke whatever floats you bolt, Yeah. But it has to be, you know, token. People want to see you with them. Anyway, I'm digging on that note, up.
0: I'm going to thank Dan and Stuart once again for giving up their evening. Um... <laughs> And until next time, if there is a next time after (laughs) this one goes out, as Superman himself once said, there is a right and a wrong in the universe, and that distinction is not too hard to make. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.